a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL's Live Mike. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. It's, it's my turn to talk again? Is it, uh, it's my, okay, you'd think, you'd think 303 uh, episodes into this gig, I'd have this all figured out. Uh, I still have two cards and uh, they're pointing at me shouting, Lee, Lee, talk, it's it's, a, it's talk radio, it's, and it's your turn to do that talk. All right, well, here we are. Welcome back. Uh, 12.50 is the time here. Uh, it looks like the, the I-15 northbound starting to break up near Orem. Uh, that's good news. I was watching one of these traffic cams, seeing cars just at an absolute standstill. And that's the worst, isn't it? Just the absolute worst. You got somewhere to be. There's absolutely no way to get out of that standstill traffic and make your way there. Uh, well, uh, glad to report. And listen, many of you are probably sitting in that standstill traffic. Listen to me now. It feels pretty good to be moving again, huh? Uh, not so bad. Uh, if, if, if there's any additional story to tell from that backup, if an explanation or anything emerges, uh, I'll let you know. Checking traffic cameras, couldn't uh, really see uh, where, where that whole deal started. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, keep you updated. Keep you posted on what's going on. Anyway, uh, what are we what are we talking about now? Oh, marijuana in the White House. Uh, isn't, is there a Willie Nelson story somewhere out there where he on the roof with maybe the the son or daughter of a president? I don't know. Five seven five zero zero. That's like you know those like half a stories that get lodged in your mind and you know they, they emerge from time to time. You think, do I remember that correctly? Uh, I, I probably shouldn't just spout off stories like that here in this business. I should probably verify things ahead of time, ah, but I'm on my way out. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, 57500, if, if, that, uh, if that story rings true to you, 57500, if you could straighten me out on the details. Uh, okay, speaking of the White House and marijuana, here's what we're talking about. It was late last week. The Daily Beast uh, broke a story uh, indicating that uh, dozens, the claim from the Daily Beast was that dozens of younger White House staffers had been suspended, asked to resign, or placed on remote work uh, due to past marijuana use. The the Daily Beast article reads, uh, quote, the policy has even affected staffers whose marijuana use was exclusive to one of the 14 states and the District of Columbia where cannabis is legal. Sources familiar with the matter also said a number of young staffers were either put on probation or canned because they revealed past marijuana use in an official document they filed as part of the lengthy background check for a position in the Biden White House. Okay, now that line right there is what's important. And as other news outlets have kind of glommed onto this story and learned more, uh, what we come to discover is that it has much to do uh, with the necessity of many of these staffers and specifically their positions within the White House uh, to operate with a security clearance. 
much work that is done uh, in government includes the transmission or generation of very, very sensitive information, information that is sensitive to our national security, that should it fall into the wrong hands, it at some point deemed to be, uh, it could be exploited, and that that information could be used uh, against uh, our nation. Now, when you go through uh, the examination and the investigation to secure uh, a, a security clearance of this nature, you're asked a number of questions. And uh, some of those questions include uh, your past criminality, either convicted or uh, simply done. Right? If you have, uh, if you've broken a law, uh, you're asked about that. And one of the common questions is, well, uh, how about your past marijuana use? And it's not necessarily an automatic disqualifier, but what seems to be the case here in uh, this in the the case of these staffers and their White House positions that they have since lost, it appears it has to do with you know being untruthful at some stage of the game. That at once they were uh, possibly asked and maybe they either gave uh, an untruth or merely a portion of the truth. Uh, th- that's not exactly known. What is known is that ultimately a disclosure was made and... A determination was made that, well, uh, th- this individual uh, likely disqualified from holding a security clearance, and the holding of such a clearance is necessary to execute their duties. Right? If you can't, if you can't execute your duties, what good are you in the position? Maybe it's time for you to take a hike. Now, listen. You might be saying right now, uh, even rolling your eyes, saying, Lee, marijuana, what's the big? First off, uh, it, it's legal in so many states, right? Legal in so many states. Well, that's that's true and it isn't, okay? Sure, there uh, has been removed from the statute of many states uh, the, the element of criminality to, in some cases, medical uses or... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, medical uses or recreational. And while you can say that, sure, you can't say that at the federal level. And we are talking about uh, federal employment. And we are talking about, we're talking about uh, an examination of somebody's past that has to do with all aspects of the law, federal and otherwise. And if you lie in that situation, or if, if you don't even lie, if you somehow disqualify yourself in that setting, well, then I think that instead of uh, pointing to the White House and saying, oh, look how uptight it is, uh, they're firing folks for smoking marijuana, we should instead be uh, considering... We should instead be looking at the process that has revealed this or the process that safeguards the information of this nation and applauding, right? This isn't an argument about whether or not marijuana is good or bad. Uh, it is instead it is instead the demonstration of the seriousness with which uh, those in charge of uh, security clearance investigations, uh, OPM, I believe the office is, uh, is called, that they take this stuff so seriously 
that it's not a policy-making organization. Uh, you, you leave that to, to you know, other branches of government. Uh, you leave that to other folks. That they take their job so seriously that, uh, that they will not look the other way for any reason. Anyway, uh, oh, look at this. Uh, texter texts in. It says, Willie Nelson smoked with Jimmy Carter's son Chip on the roof of the White House in 1980. Uh, interesting. Willie Nelson smoked with Jimmy Carter's son Chip. You know what I want to do on a track down? Uh, I wonder if either of those folks uh, gave an interview on that. Love to hear them their description of that. Uh, anyway, oh, here's one for you. So speaking of the White House and marijuana, you remember uh, years ago that uh, Bill Clinton interview? Here, let me, let me play for you the excerpt. You, you probably know what I'm referring to, but maybe you've never actually heard uh, President Clinton utter these words. Here they are. So my question to you is, have you ever broken a state law with regard to drug use? Have you ever broken an international law, for example, when you were a, a student in, in England at a Rhodes Scholar? The answer to that question is I've never broken a state law. And that when I was in England, I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it. And didn't inhale and never tried it again. That's that. That's when, that's when President Clinton uttered that, uh, that famous line that he never inhaled. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Uh, anyway, I, I just had to touch on that because I have, you know, in my time working in Washington, D.C., I, uh, not myself, but those who uh, I, I have known have been through this process. And it is very strict. It is very thorough. And it is very important for safeguarding our nation. And so before you start uh, wagging your finger and uh, accusing the White House of being uptight or something, just know that these uh, that these firings were done quite literally in the name of national security. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.